0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved.
1: Episode 829, air date November 3rd, 2020.
0: Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Idure. It's the night before Christmas. No, it's the night before election time. <laughs> and we have um, today's, uh, today's live is we're going to be really talking to working people in Massachusetts, and they're going to share with all of you why they are going to write in Dr. Shiva for U.S. Senate. So as people are joining, we'll wait. Uh, we have people coming in. So we have uh, we have a number of people joining us. Hi, Andy. Andy says, uh, hello, Dr. Shiva, Rosa. Hey, Rosa, how are you? Billy Truth, Freedom and Health. So we'll wait for people to join. We have about 200, 300 people now coming in. Uh, blessings from New Zealand. Wow. New Zealand. Hey. Great to have you. We have uh, a number of people joining us, but uh, please get out and vote for Dr. Shiva. That's Jamie Mack. Thanks, Jamie. There we go. Yep. Shiva for Senate. Dr. Shiva. There we go. Bethany. Good to have you. There's Jamie. Yep. Jamie pretty much said it. Please get out and vote. But it's more than just voting. It's writing in. This is a much when you write in Dr. Shiva, it takes a little more effort but we're, we're fine with that. You write in Dr. Shiva. It's We know that the voting system as we've exposed in a very deep way is systemically set up for cheating. So we didn't walk away. We're running uh, as a write-in candidate. Los Angeles, uh, good evening. We have Dennis Shields. Uh, who else do we have? Walpole, Nick from Walpole. Great to have you, Nick. Uh, someone says kick ass, great. <laughs> Gold Coast nice to have you Are you ready to fight for faker are you ready to fight faker Baker definitely by the way faker Baker is just imposed starting Friday there's gonna be a curfew in Massachusetts essentially a, a, a euphemism for martial law that's what's actually taking place in Massachusetts yep that's what's really happening Canton Diane Elizabeth great to have you um, praying for Dr. Shiva turning in, tuning in from Texas. Great to have you. All right. Who else do we have? Okay, people are coming in. Uh, Rockport, great to have you. Amy, great to have you in Rockport. By the way, before I start, uh, we're going to have a very good live today. We're going to talk to working people in Massachusetts, and they're going to tell all of you why they are I'm going to write in Dr. Shiva for U.S. Senate. So you're going to hear it from their own um, heart and, 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 and words. But before I start, all of you listening in, you are welcome to, uh, if you're on Facebook, I don't think YouTube allows you to do this, but you can do your own watch party and share this because, um, uh, as I said, this is the night before the election. I think the polls open at 7 a.m. tomorrow. All of you outside of Massachusetts, whether you're outside of Massachusetts in the United States or anywhere on the planet, call your friends, email them, WhatsApp them, message them, let them know that, you know, we're right where our campaign, as you know, moves forward as a write in campaign for Dr. Shiva for U.S. Senate. What that means is when people go to vote on their ballots in Massachusetts, they can literally write in. There's a section called write in and they can write in Dr. Shiva for U.S. Senate and they have to fill in that little ball or that little ellipse to the right. I don't know if I can bring it there, if that makes sense. Right there, they write in. Um, They don't have to choose lawyer one or lawyer two, but they can write in. So, in fact, a better way to show it is, let me share the screen here. Um, You can see it right here. And this is a much nicer way to see it. So you can see right in here. um, And they have to fill in that little ball. Someone is feeding back. So good. Do you have that? Yeah. You can see right here when people get the ballot, it'll say there'll probably be some um, individual here. We're not going to, we're not here to promote our opposition, a Democrat and another person, a quote unquote Republican, but they both are as we call them doofuses. And then here they can, we're live Michelle. They can write in, you can come on that side. They can write in Dr. Shiva right here and they have to fill in that circle. So this is what's called a write-in candidacy. So please make sure everyone's doing that. And by the way, we have one of our supporters who's live in the studio. Michelle's coming in. Hey, Michelle.
2: Hello,
3: how are you?
0: (laughs) Okay, we have Michelle right here. We have people everywhere. We have other people may join in. Oh, Karina's just joined. So let's add people into the stream and we'll have a discussion. So we have Michelle Jeff Lone, we have Marie. We have a veteran here. and we have uh, 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 Karina, and we have Kristen. Oh, someone else has just joined us. Jeremy, you need to. Jeremy, are you joining us? Someone called Jeremy to make sure he's on. Um, he's on. Uh, yeah. Chrome I or will. oh, there it is. There's Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, how are you? Your head's cut off a little bit, Jeremy. Jeremy, can you hear us? Jeremy? All right. Well, why don't we start? Marie. Marie. Yes. Why, Marie, why don't you tell a little bit to the audience, you know, your background. I believe you were a nerd. Yeah. You do now. Yeah.
4: yeah. How uh, I'm, I'm retired now. I live on the South Coast. Uh I met Dr. Shiva through a friend of mine back in either late 2017 or early 2018. Um, she told me that there was an amazing man that was going to run for the U.S. Senate seat against Elizabeth Warren. And so I agreed to meet with him. We we talked on the phone and uh, he impressed me right away because uh, we talked about Donald Trump and he said that he was the first person that impressed him enough to believe that he should be sitting in the White House. Um, he was impressed by his honesty, the fact that he wasn't a politician. And um, I was impressed by Dr. Shiva's honesty. He was very real Mm -hmm. and he made absolute sense to me. I mean, absolute sense. Uh, What he was um, proposing for his platform, which still stands today, uh, two years later in in a second run for the Senate, um, same platform today. It's, it's, um, much more mature than it, than it was then there is a much more, in, much more involved than it was. And, uh, I, I love it more today than I did back in, in 2018. When I started, I've worked with him on the campaign then found out what an amazing human being he is. He is kind and loving and just, uh, a wonderful person as well as being bright and involved and absolutely committed to what he believes in. And I just can't see that there is anything more that you could ask in a candidate for just about any office, but the Senate, which has so many problems um, with the lack of honesty and the lack of direction. And Dr. Shiva is absolutely... Absolutely, the exact opposite of all of that. Uh, He's amazing. I love him. And um, I really think that he would be just fantastic. So I will tomorrow be writing in Dr. Shiva first thing in the morning on my ballot, as well as voting for Donald Trump, of course. And then I will be outside with a sign, holding it up for everybody that is walking to that poll to let them, to remind them that Dr. Shiva is running for the US Senate and he's a writing candidate. And I'm I am thrilled to be able to do this. And thank you so much for your, your friendship, Dr. Shiva and Michelle also. I love thank you both.
3: You
0: it. It's beautiful having you uh, as a part of this. Um, can someone forward the StreamYard link to Ina? Uh, if someone can forward the StreamYard link to Ina, that would be great. And um, anyway, uh, Marie, I think it'd be important to let people know that you were a nurse, right?
4: Yes, I was. I worked. I worked mostly in uh, either geriatrics or oral surgery. I, I did work with oral surgeons for many, many years, working in office doing anesthesia and uh, working scrubbing in the OR for hospital cases. But I worked in geriatrics for for quite a while and uh, saw just the the loneliness. In um, nursing homes, um, and how how difficult it is for those people, and it breaks my heart to see the people being kept from seeing their families since last end of February, beginning middle of March, I guess is when they shut them all down, and they still can't freely get into most of the nursing homes to see their parents and their grandparents and their aunts and uncles and whatever. Um, it's heartbreaking to me because I've, I've been on the other side and seen them every day alone, waiting to see if they're going to get a card in the mail, waiting to see if somebody comes to visit them on the weekends and, um, just looking for companionship anywhere that they can find it. And, um, and to be blocked out from the little bit of attention and love that they get from their families. It's just heartbreaking to me. There's, these shutdowns are absolutely criminal Absolutely criminal. I know so many of the geriatrics, so many grandmothers and mothers and and aunts and great aunts want to see their family and would rather get this virus than live the rest of their lives alone and lonely and, and without that love and companionship of their families. It's, it's just horrible and heartbreaking. And Marie, I think this is
0: especially important. I mean, one of the things we've shared in our campaign has been that you know the establishment, the Rhino Democrat mob. If you look at in Massachusetts, there's a governor, quote unquote Republican governor called Charlie Baker. He endorsed a fool who uh, we you know we've exposed, and he's basically part of the establishment. But uh, and this fool who got Baker's endorsement was so happy to get his endorsement. And in the ad that we put out, we basically said that. Uh, what does Charlie Baker really represent? It, he really represents forced vaccinations, seniors dying alone. Uh, you have uh, children, you know, you know, the schools being shut down. You have forced vaccinations, lockdowns. And I think, Marie, this is especially, uh, to let everyone know Marie lost her husband during the, the, the COVID crisis no, is hard because she wasn't, I don't think you were able to see her husband, right, Marie? This no, is, I
4: wasn't there. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to go into the hospital. They actually yep. called me and said, gee, if you'd like to come up today, probably would be a good time. And um, before I even could think about I had just gotten off of a, a, a walk-up myself because I had to stay in for 12 days because he had tested positive so that I'd make sure I wasn't coming down with it. Uh, before I even got there, the nurse called me back and said, you need to talk to your husband now because it's time. And I talked to him for... Um, seven minutes they Mm -hmm. held the phone to his ears and i talked to him for seven minutes until he passed and that was all he had his the nurse was wonderful she held his hand and held the phone to his ear
3: yeah
4: um so he he felt a human touch and he and i was able to talk to him and tell him how important he had been to me and to the kids and and um just you know what a great guy he was and and you know how much we appreciated him for everything he had done and how much we were going to miss them. so it was tough it was extremely tough yeah so, yeah so i know i know firsthand how hard it is for family members to uh send someone into a uh, into the hospital with covid when i, I don't even I, i'm sure now they're not letting covid um family members into the room yeah. so i'm sure it's the same thing now as it was even though uh the hospitals are open now you can go in but I, I would doubt seriously they're letting you in to see a COVID patient. Yeah. Except at the absolute last minutes. That's all they were that's all they will allow. And then you have to go home and, and self isolate for twelve days to fourteen days afterwards. Mm. Yeah. It's like you really want to do that Well, while the rest of the family is attending a funeral and you have to stay home by yourself because you can't be with the family because you've been exposed and so you have to isolate. What a horrible thing. What a horrible thing. Yeah. Just, people just don't have an idea unless they've gone through it. Just how heartbreaking it is to to have to have gone through this. Yeah. So anyway.
3: And our, our hearts and prayers have been with you, Marie.
4: I know that. I know that. Actually, I, I absolutely know that. And, and I, I appreciate everything that, that you did for me. And um,
0: we well, have a lot of people, Marie, who are saying sorry for your loss. Thank you for your advocacy. So well, thank you, Marie.
4: I cannot wait tomorrow to write in Dr. Shiva's name because he is, <laughs> he is an amazing person. This man actually, said he would come down and pick me up and take me to his house so that I did not have to stay alone
3: this for 20 right. days that's right Why yes he did
4: here? and <laughs> I, I you just have no idea what that did for me that day yeah. it was just amazing just yeah. amazing
0: so well marie you've gone you know you've been there for the, for this campaign you've um you Perfect. basically represent America. You know, you you are the working person who struggled. Absolutely. Who, who As a nurse, you've served a lot of people, you, you know, your, your family. Yeah. And uh, so this can't. Campaign-
4: so we, we had tough times. We had we had very, very tough times, you know, over, in the beginning when we were younger and and with a growing family, with all of the the issues with you know getting to the soccer games and getting to the gymnastic meets and and working and uh, you know uh, we've been there and and wondering you know I'm if we're going to have enough money for education for the kids uh, you know uh, you know so all of these things that everybody goes through and I'm I'm very happy to say that I'm comfortable enough today that I can enjoy my life and have time. To uh, do things that are important to me, and what has been important to me since 17 has been actually working with Dr. Shiva, because I, I just, I, I just, um, I just see that this is something that the country could s- benefit from, and something I've never seen before in politics. So.
0: Yeah, we live in very, 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 very interesting and special times. Thank you, Marie, for sharing. Thank you. We, um, I think one of the important things with the the campaign is, you know, we, our campaign, uh, I think uh, Karina said something. Karina, you said something at dinner, right? Karina is a real estate agent in Newton. Karina, maybe you can share. You said, if three people showed up to your house, who would you actually want them helping you fix your house? Maybe you want to share that, Karina, why you're you're going to be writing in Dr. Shiu for Senate. Karina?
2: I mean, I have a ton of reasons why I'm going to be writing your um but it's just writing you in, but it's just, you know, it's a practical thing, right? I mean, when, when everything is lovely and peaceful and, you know, seems to be peaceful anyway, right? I mean, people get along, right? And there's no, no issue, but when things get tough and challenging, like right now, right? This year we've all experienced all sorts of challenges. Who do you trust, right? I mean, you go to people who have skills, who know what they're doing. So I just, you know, kind of as a joke, I was saying that, you know, if I had a problem in my house, whatever that might be, even, you know, just if three people showed up at my door, the only person I would let in is you because I know that you would figure it out because A, you have a lot of skills, different skills. B, you have a, a desire, like an actual enthusiasm for solving problems. And, you you know, you, you have the conviction to do the right things. So it's not just a formality. You actually like to solve problems in a real way, right? So it's not just some lipstick on a pig kind of solution just for the show, right? So somebody could pat you on the back and say, well, you know, Good for you. Keep you know, now get you know some other gig, right? You actually like to get to the root issue, and I mean, I, you know, I mean, I've probably mentioned this a couple of times before, but I met you through that lecture that you did on the vaccine risk assessment because I was curious about what you had to say because I didn't know you at all and I didn't know you were running for anything. So when I heard you talk about the pure science, the beautiful way you laid out the facts, there was no pro, no anti argument. It was just the simple objective way to look at what's going on with vaccine studies, vaccine safety, what do we actually know about them, right? And you, you made it so simple to understand how immune system works, given all the complexity that there is, which nobody really talks about either. And I thought, well, that's an interesting, you know, somebody like him from the typical, you know, ivory tower institution, speaking so frankly so kind of unapologetically, honestly, in terms of, you know, different angles of how you can look at it and should look at it. And I thought, hmm, that's an interesting phenomenon. And I honestly, I I I think Michelle, that first day, she said, would you be interested in helping us as a volunteer? And I said, oh, no, no, Michelle, I don't have time. You know, I just I'm so busy this spring. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm spending all my time, literally, you know, collecting signatures in any weather, and uh, just I couldn't like I couldn't put it down because I just thought you're, you're the only person that I actually trust to be you know that sort of that partner in crime, right? Because I I was definitely on a mission to understand what can we do to stop legislators from assaulting our medical freedom. And there were all these people in all this noise out there right? saying, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to write another email. We're going to make another phone call to the legislator. We're going to, I don't know, do some what sounds like a logical thing first, you know, maybe, I don't know, do some massive act of something. But when you meet people who have been in it for 20 years, those poor, burned out parents of injured children who literally have been financially devastated, emotionally devastated. Their kids have not been well for like decades, right? And you think, wait a minute, if all of these things worked, why are we still here? And I love that you you touched the subject that nobody else in the right mind in politics would touch. And I thought, well, that's interesting too, right? Because you obviously have not just the knowledge and the skills, but you had the conviction to do the right thing again, right? So I, I honestly so much appreciate what you're doing because – There's just no logical, quote unquote, logical way for any politician to be doing what you're doing because, you know, they pick the safe topics, right? They stick to them and they just ride the wave, right? Like trying to balance out all the popular soundbites to make sure that basically they get maximum support. You literally would, you, you like carpet bombed all the topics that were the sensitive topics that, you know, got you under so much fire from every angle and yet you said it's the right thing to do. I'm gonna keep going, and I love that because I've never met that before in a politician, right? So I don't know. I just I'm so. First of all, I'm feel incredibly lucky to have met you because I feel like I could have wasted my time, you know, for eternity, you know, talking to all these people, saying, oh, write another email, you know, show up at some, this legislator's office, and you know, give this argument that argument, and they would have just been literally playing with me because I didn't know any better. Like I didn't have the you know, enough insight. And so thank you for A, educating us, B, giving the courage to just, you know, part with the bullshit basically, because there's a lot of it. And it's, it, it's, it's I'm sorry, but you know, I, I never understood when Trump was saying drain the swamp, I never understood the meaning of it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't understand a lot of things back in 2016, but now these words actually mean so much to me because there is a lot of swamp. And when people, you know, foolishly say, What what are Shiva's chances? Or you know, wouldn't you or shouldn't you be voting for O'Connor because you know you don't want to give Marky a chance? It makes me laugh because, first of all, people don't do their research. If you simply looked at the numbers, right? You took just a breakdown of Massachusetts voters, right? 10% Republican, registered Republicans, about 30% Democrats, and about 60% independents. You do simple math. Has this guy that allegedly won the primary? We know how he won. I mean, Nobody knew him, even in the Republican Party. Like real Republicans don't support him, so he has zero chance inspiring any independents. I'm an independent, right? He had no chance to even get through to me. I wouldn't even know he existed, right? So it's a you are the only practical, sane, rational choice in this election, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I really, like I'd like anybody to convince me that that's not the case, and so I can't imagine not supporting you every which way that we all have found a way to support you and just thank you so much for running because you've you've put some faith in me
0: you're welcome karina (laughs) yeah so karina by the way uh we just spoke to marie who was a nurse for many many years karina is an up-and-coming real estate agent and karina you were an auditor right an accountant Mm -hmm. so karina is very adventurous uh takes on many different roles and and um thank you again Karina works very, very hard on our campaign. Like most of the people in our campaign, 99.99999% um, are not couch surfers. They actually have another job and they work. That's why I thought tonight would be really valuable as we're on the eve of election night to hear from people who actually work for a living. Let me bring in, um, Is Bre- let's see who else we have. We have uh, I think we have Brandon, right? We have Ina. Ina, how are you? Are you there? Oops. Do we have Ina? Yeah, to stream. Oops. Uh, I just had Ina here. Ina, can you hear us? Oops. Oh, what's this one? There's two Inas here. <laughs> Ina, are you on your phone? Well, let's see who else we have. Well, let's bring in Brandon. Brandon, how are you?
5: Hey, Dr. Shiva.
0: Yeah. So so Brandon uh, is speaking on his own personal behalf. But Brandon has served this country um, uh, in the military. so We have a veteran here. And go ahead, Brandon, why don't you tell us why you're going to be writing in Dr. Shiva tomorrow?
5: Yeah. So, um, you know, for a while I heard your name, saw our videos. Um, Every now and then I kept bumping into people, just kept hearing the name and I'm like, who is this guy, who is this guy? And then um, it wasn't until I saw one of your videos when you stated the fact that um, the election wasn't stolen from you, it was stolen from us, the working people. And that resonated with me because as a leader, the moment you put other people's needs in front of your own, that's a true leader. So the fact I heard that and you weren't just saying it, you were proving it right off the bat. I was like, who is this guy? I need to know more. I need to, I need to follow this guy. And then as I started breaking everything down, like trying to look for something like this is too good to be true, <laughs> I just realized that I've never seen a candidate have the ability to take people from all walks of life, people that you normally would think were against each other and bring them into the same room. And when I witnessed that firsthand, um, matter of fact, it it was during the health summit and I saw all these different people together. It was remarkable. I was like, I've never seen this before, but that was also on top of the fact that never have I ever seen a candidate who was running for office who not only said what they wanted to do, but actually did the work prior to being elected, which, you know, I can only, just like countless volunteers there, we're just constantly impressed with your work ethic, the time you spend. Um, most candidates, you, you'd be lucky if you get a wave. You'll probably never even see them. Uh, Dr. Shiva likes to, he likes to be busy with the people, get his hands dirty. I mean, every single time, whether it's an event, um, doesn't matter if we're standing on the street corner, handing out cards, we could be driving our cars. He's there 100%. Um, he wants to know what you think. He wants to hear your voice, but he wants to be your voice, your beacon. And I think the one thing a lot of people can correlate and say is that Dr. Shiva has you know, remarkably, essentially, been able to take all these people across the political spectrum and find that same, same uh, approach, which is freedom. Um, everyone has heard your campaign slogan, truth, freedom, and health and we can't have one without the other. But the fact that you're fighting the fight right now that no one else in the state is, no one, it it speaks louder than words. So I think that this campaign, just you've stated yourself, it's more than a Senate campaign, it's a movement. And I think that this is resonating further than anyone has ever thought. And uh, today, actually, I, I got to write you in I've never been more proud to cast my vote for anybody. Great. It's awesome,
0: Brandon. Um, I think one of the important things with Brandon, you shared is our campaign has brought together so many people, you know, our people who make phone calls. Crystal, Crystal's here. Crystal is from Nebraska. Uh, Crystal, maybe you want to let people know, Crystal. uh, We have volunteers and working people not only in Massachusetts have been part of this campaign. But people literally from across the country crystal is a entrepreneur crystal is a designer an artist a, a jeweler a jewelry maker uh crystal maybe you just want to let people know why what i mean you crystal is in nebraska so she can't write us in but she will tell you
6: oh i uh, thought about it i thought about it i'm not our but first maybe you
0: can tell us you've been on the phones pounding out calls what you've heard from others why they're planning on writing us in? go ahead crystal
6: Oh, there's tons of people when we're calling that totally get it, um, and it is. It's all it's all walks of life as far as um, generations, um, backgrounds, is like all ages, you know, that sort of thing. That that just really understand um, your message when it comes to so many things, which is nice because it is ahead of the curve for a lot of people. People are still playing this this. Uh, this fake dichotomy that's tricked everybody into thinking to vote for a party and not to do a write-in even though you have proved in so many ways that the primary was rigged and fraudulent. And if you actually do your own research outside of what you've provided, this has been going on for quite some time. So (laughs) come November 3rd, I mean, it's gonna be interesting uh how much election fraud actually takes place across the country um this is not obviously just happening in massachusetts so uh it is i i mean you know you've taught me and a lot of people the importance of massachusetts it does set the precedence in a lot of different ways for the rest of the country and people always talk about you know vote red vote red all the way down my state is red. We've got a Republican governor, Republican mayor, Republican senators, and I'm telling you, it's all part of the the mob that that you're now trying to educate people on because you're so ahead of the curve. And um, I hope people get it before it's too late, because just because you live in a red state doesn't mean that you can't be locked down in some way. for instance, in, in my state, we get locked down by our city councilmen and health directors, which mandate us county by county. So, and, and then the Republican, you know, seats just step back and say, oh, it, it's not me, it's them, even though they had them do it. So there's always different ways for, for them to uh, lock down a, a whole state or, you know, put these ridiculous mandates and curfews and just all all this crazy stuff that just you know I just hope people wake up and they write in dr. Shiva um, I, I seen a couple of comments in there where they're acting like they're not sure how to do that <laughs> so I have one of these here I'm trying to figure out how to. so if you can show that again Shiva they're like do do that. We cross, yeah. they, they act like you know do we cross out a name you don't cross out a name because there's a third space where you fill in the Oval and then write in Dr. Shiva. And then they said, well, there's nothing that's for US Senator, but it's Senator in Congress. So if people are confused, I mean, snapshot this, reach out to somebody on the feed, and we'll send you a picture if you're confused on how to do it and you're in Massachusetts. So please do this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, let me just share that to just so there's no confusion. And I think we
6: lost Kristen somewhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, but right here, it, it says Senate It's in the section that says senator in Congress, and senator in Congress, um, you put right here, Dr. Shiva. If everyone can see that, okay. Let's go back to our group again. There's Kristen. We had Kristen back in. Do we have Jeremy? Jeremy, are you there?
7: Yes, I am here. I don't know why my camera's not showing me.
0: All right. Uh, so we have Jeremy joining us. Jeremy, why don't you uh, tell a little bit about, so again, Jeremy's a hardworking person, by the way, uh, to, to uh, Karina's point, um, most of us on this call, we do a lot of different things. You know, I was literally this, you know, today we had a rolling rally, but before that I had to take care of, uh, 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 help out somebody who was actually having a, a, we thought was a problem in their basement. So I was literally down there cleaning with bleach. So my hands are literally all in paint um, and cleaning up stuff. And we figured out there was a small leak in the boiler and we figured out how to do that. But the reason I bring that up is most working people actually have to go, actually have to go fix things, you know, solve problems. Um, we don't mind getting our hands dirty. Uh, politicians, lawyers, uh, d- you know, they don't really uh, to Karina's point. They don't really solve problems. They'll use. They'll say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to fix stuff." How many times have you heard politicians say, "I'm going to fix stuff for you"? They've never fixed anything. They've never had to solve a problem. They've never. Had, in fact, if you look at the model, the reason we have on our back of our cards it says lawyer one, lawyer two, and then there's you know right in Dr. Shiva is there's a big difference between what lawyers do and what we as working people do. Uh, working people actually have to solve a problem because if you don't solve a problem you're out of business so one of the foundations that we've been pushing forward which has really gotten people very very uh it resonates with working people is working people we have to always identify what the real problem is we have to solve that problem and then we have to fight to make sure the solution that we find actually is implemented so let me repeat that if you're a working person your survival or your success is based on identifying what the real problem is, be it with your kids, be it something that's going on in your home, be it something in your business. You have to identify the real problem. You don't have the luxury of sort of smoothing things over, sweeping things under the rug because you probably, your business is probably going to get destroyed or your kids are going to get hurt. So you have to identify what the real problem is. Then you have to actually come up with a real solution and then you have to fight for that. And everyday working people do this every day of their lives. Lawyers, just think about what a lawyer's job is. Lawyers get paid for creating a problem, okay? Their business is to create a problem and to prolong that problem and to never find the solution and to sell you out. So to everyone who's been sharing this, I can't overemphasize, this write-in is very distinctly different because what we identified as a real problem was that there is election fraud. There is election fraud. Fundamentally, the election systems, the voting systems are have very little integrity. We don't even know who voted. You can't even prove to me you voted. And then we found out, not only we found out, but there's uh, people who went before us, people like Bev Harris, Benny Smith, John Brakey. These people have been saying for 20 years, election systems, you can manipulate them. But fortunately, because of the gravitas of running for US Senate and, and, and the fortunate background I was able to acquire, we're the ones who are bringing it out. We just sued in federal court and we uh, got a judge's order to expose the Secretary of State. We're going to escalate that. But fundamentally, working people, we are about getting our hands dirty and going in and solving problems. So I'll let Jeremy, Jeremy's a very, very, you know, Jeremy's got three kids. He works two or three jobs. Jeremy's all about solving problems. Jeremy, why don't you share with us? you know, why you're writing in Dr. Shiva for Senate and, you know, a little bit about your life, Jeremy. Go ahead.
7: So I'm, I'm naturally inquisitive about a lot of different from, you know, gardening to automotive to communications to health, many different spectrums. I get into all, all kinds of stuff. It actually kind of drives my wife crazy because I'm always into something different. She doesn't know where I'm going with anything ever. But anyways, um, that kind of uh, always seeking knowledge out kind of led me to Dr. Shiva because he was putting out videos that had to do with, like, climate. And some of the stuff I was learning through, like, solar physics and stuff like that, none of it added up to what was being presented on TV. You know, they're they're putting this big thing out there for global warming when – reality is we're recording like record low temperatures in the northwest like all throughout october and record snowfalls and stuff but for some reason people still believe it and you know they still have the whole like uh you know sea levels are rising and all this stuff yet there's been a half a millimeter change in the last 100 years so you tell me how that's happening so When I started doing my own research, I ran into, you know, a lot of things that Dr. Shibu was saying, and it really made sense to me. So one day I was at work, and I saw him doing some preliminary campaigning for this upcoming election, and I just pulled over and, you know, went over to to meet him and say hi and introduce myself. And we carried on a conversation probably for an hour and a half on just a multitude of different topics. And, you know, it's just a bunch of things that, you know – were on my mind that, you know, if you look at what the media is presenting or what the politicians are presenting, none of it adds up. And I, I don't understand where they come up with this stuff and why they bother talking about it, because none of it's truth. And What Dr. Shiva was talking about was truth. And, you know, he could he could fill in things for me that I didn't know. And I had a, a little bit of information that maybe he didn't know. But we were basically on the same you know, plane of thought with a lot of different topics. And that just revealed more to me that, you know, we've got all these politicians in office that they're not representing us and they're not even representing science. They're just kind of doing their own thing. And they're just, it's almost like they're doing some marketing scheme to get the better best of us, you know, and to have us buy into some, some program they're trying to sell that, really in the end doesn't help any of us it just helps their buddies out so you know i'm tired of it and, you know I'm, a lot of people i know they don't they don't vote because they're tired of it too you got all these politicians they just don't do anything you know they get into office and they just hang around there and make a career out of it it's just like a, just another field but you know that field's supposed to represent the people and it's not doing a very good job of it i mean i don't know anybody who's really proud to you what their their politicians are doing you know so i've never been motivated to vote and you know i'm probably guilty too of going there and just you know filling in dots when i don't really know what they're doing you know but there's never been anyone really worth listening to until i ran into a guy like dr shiva you know this guy's got science down in uh, multiple places and if you just ask him he'll tell you you know and that's just it you know people have to listen and really do their own research and do their own homework and find out for themselves that this guy's got a lot to say. You know, you can just, you can't be blindly voting for all these other guys for no reason or talking about splitting the vote or, you know, you got to give this guy a chance and listen to what he has to say. I mean, this guy knows how to solve problems. I mean, there's a scientific way to go about dealing with problems in life. And if you don't know how to do it, then you're not going to solve them. Just get out of the way. I don't, you know, I I fix all kinds of things in my own house, you know, there's a way you can figure things out, but you have to have that troubleshooting mentality. You have to be a problem solver. And if you're not that type of person, then you have no business trying to solve problems. And that's what we got in government today is just all these lawyer types that don't know how to solve problems. So get out of the way, because you're wasting all our time and money.
0: Yeah, I think I think you nailed it, Jeremy. I think you nailed it. It's about solving problems, and what's happened is the, the, the systems that we have today, and we've talked about this before, I know you and I have talked about it, and we've talked about it more broadly, um, said, you know, President Eisenhower, in, in his farewell speech in 1962, he said, I fear for this country because of what he called the military-industrial complex. Actually, the original speech had military-industrial-academic complex, I believe. Jay Stratton, that was his name. Uh, He was a former, it was the president of MIT at the time, was the science advisor. He removed the word academic complex. He just put military industrial. He left the third leg of it out because he was protecting academia. William Fulbright actually did a speech about eight years later where he said the military industrial academic complex. But the, the reason I bring this up is that around that time, a lot of little more statesman like politicians were starting to agree. That there was a conundrum in democracy, because the problems of the world were in fact getting much more complex. Right, complex problems: a healthcare system, a transportation system. Right, um, you know, uh, genetic engineering, all or all these different new advances that were coming. And how do you decide policy? What is the right policy? And the problem was we had outsourced our decision making to a set of elites who you call academics. And these people at that time were getting very concerned. Wait a minute. I'm a politician. I know jack about, you know, biology. I don't know anything about large scale, you know, infrastructure systems. And yet I'm supposed to solve problems and I'm outsourcing my knowledge to five guys at Harvard or Stanford. Right. And the assumption. So think about it. We a democracy elects an individual that individual is supposed to be able to use his own brain to solve a problem. And that individual then instead of being wow. because, they, because they don't know how to solve problems, they outsource their problem solving to maybe five guys at a university, right? That's what's going on. So th- so they were remarking, in fact, I think Kennedy talked about this, that this is a conundrum of democracy, that we, he's, He, I think Kennedy, when he's speaking to the National Academy of Sciences, and I think 1960 something was saying, You know, here's a problem that we are outsourcing our decision making and our problem solving to a set of few people. Right. So this is a problem. And this herein lies a problem because we're electing people who know nothing. They know nothing. They can't fix their plumbing system. They probably can't start a lawnmower. They probably don't know any engineering. They don't know any telecommunications. They know nothing. And that's why when you saw Mark Zuckerberg at one of the hearings, many a couple, I think last year, these senators didn't even know what, what questions to ask him. They don't know what IP protocol is. They don't know what HTML is. I'm not saying you have to know this, but you know what? If you do know it, you get a much deeper understanding of what questions to ask. And so the founders of this country, Jeremy, you know, I've talked about this, were enormously very, very, you know, hands on people. Ben Franklin was a printer. He printed, he learned all the stuff. You know, Washington was a surveyor and a farmer. Jefferson was an architect. These guys were blacksmiths. These guys that people are electing know nothing. So that's why it becomes more and more important as the world's problems become more complex. You need people, be it a a mother or a engineer or a, a, a soldier or a nurse who actually has to deal with problem solving, be in governance, not lawyers. Kristen, um, why don't you tell us a little bit? Kristen's out in Worcester. Kristen, tell a little bit about um, what you do and how you got involved in the campaign and where you're going to be writing in Dr. Shiva. uh, By the way, Kristen, it may be good to tell people Worcester is the central part of Massachusetts, how much of a working class
8: area that is. Go ahead, Kristen. So I'm out in Worcester, Mass. Um, right in the middle of Massachusetts, basically we're like an hour from Boston, hour from Western Mass, hour from Rhode Island, Providence, and then not too far from New York City up the other way. Um, but yeah, it's all working people, um, really diverse city. Um, I've lived here about nine years and then on and off um, before that too, but... Um, so I have two boys of my own, uh, 15 and 10 year old, 10 year old, that um, I take care of. And right now we're all homeschooling. One of them's remote learning. And then I work from home due to um, the co- corona hoax, co- whatever you want to call it. Uh, so when this whole lockdown thing had started, um, I was, you know, picking up my, dusting off my old textbooks from college, thinking maybe I had missed something in biology class, you know, like, It it wasn't adding up and I was starting to kind of doubt my sanity um, as far as like the hysteria and, you know, I have, I work in healthcare and I'm listening to people saying these things that were just like ludicrous to me. So again, I'm like researching, I'm brushing off my my old bio books and looking up different things. And somehow I came across Dr. Shiva talking about the immune system. And I think it was just like a breath of fresh air. I'm like, this guy is... (laughs) like sanity. It felt felt great. And then um, I shared the video the next day with a good friend of mine who also is now a volunteer. And um, I usually, when I share things with people, I want to make sure I'm sharing something incredible. So I Googled you the next day, Shiva. And uh, I said, oh my goodness, he's in Massachusetts, running for Senate of all places. Like he's down the street. So I went into the page, I clicked volunteer. I'm thinking in my head, like, there's no way, way I have time to do anything. But wouldn't you know what <laughs> an hour later lovely call from Mr. Jeremy. I think we talked for like an hour, Jeremy. It was like, yep. I never met him, but like, it yep. was like, this is people. I think Jen Bennett says it like that. It's like, I found my people. Um, you know, it's like all these years of just feeling like kind of like this, you know, person that's crazy. And my seeing, you know, the world was just getting crazier and crazier. And I think the whole thing with the lockdowns with coronavirus, um, I feel like a lot of people around me, even in just my, small, you know, my city, uh, it's like, you don't know who's going to see through it and who's not. Um, and it's been really interesting, like people who I think never really paid attention um, this COVID, you know, has kind of gotten their attention in one way or another. So it's really nice to um, be a part of this team and, um, just the amount I've learned, but more importantly, like, why am I writing in Dr. Shiva? Um, I've never been involved in anything political in my life, uh, nor have I wanted to be. Um, I was pretty disillusioned from a young age. You know, I figured the whole thing was rigged, and if my vote counted, they wouldn't let me do it anyway. Uh, so, just kind of going along my merry way. Um, but, you know standing for Dr. Shiva is standing for like everything that I believe in. Um, You know, those two boys that I have, my children, this is why I do it. Uh, This is why I'm writing in Shiva, because at the end of the day, like when my kids grow up and they look back and they say, well, what did my mom do, um, you know, to, to make a difference in this world? I want them to say like, you know, remember what she was doing like that? That was her trying to make a difference. And until meeting Dr. Shiva, And just the leadership, like he is such a fighter. I mean, it's hard for one person to just get out there and start, you know, blowing the the horn and waving the sirens. But to have someone like Dr. Shiva, who has just the sharpest mind, the ability to articulate things and explain things so, you know, that are so complicated in such a, a simple, easy to digest way, if you're willing to listen, if a person is willing to know the truth, that is. Um, it's really inspiring and motivating, and I watch how hard he works and how hard everybody on the team—you know, all the volunteers. Like, we don't get paid for this. I don't even know how we find the time. I mean, but it's—it's. It's, I want to. It's done out of a sheer desire, um, you know, to channel that passion and to like to literally be the light. Like Shiva says, "Be the light." Like that's what we're here to do. And um, you know, to me, the most important thing that anyone can do is to write in Dr. Shiva, like Crystal, people that are not even in Massachusetts are like, I wish that I could write you in Dr. Shiva. And um, I just wish that I could like tell everybody and, and have the time to literally meet every single person to, to share that with them. But I think we've done a really good job getting out these cards. We've given out almost 1.5 million of these uh, in the last, I don't know how long guys, how long, um, but, uh, but it's been amazing. <laughs> I've met so many people just going into shops and handing out cards and meet, meeting different business owners and um uh, it's really built a community. This is about boots on the ground, neighbor to neighbor like meeting each other and talking and like you know, Shiva's like that catalyst. he's the glue. He's the catalyst. It's like building this movement, you know, and it's like Shiva says it's not just about him, it's about all of us, but I think you know we should give Shiva the credit. We need him. we need a guy like this like, you guys were talking about Zuckerberg and the Congress, like you need to know, you need a person like Shiva who knows what kind of questions to ask. Like, how are you gonna get anything done if they don't even, you know, you don't. these guys don't even know what to ask Zuckerberg, right? It's like ridiculous. So um, I don't know. I know when I'm going to like, say I'm meeting with my child's teacher, if I don't know what type of questions to ask, like why is my child not, you know, selling or what's going on here? Like I've had that happen when I was a newer parent. Now, you know, It's you need to know what kind of questions to ask. You need to have some background knowledge, but also like, and I'll end with this, I think um, things don't have to be so complicated. And I feel like this whole like outsourcing our brains or something, it's like you don't need necessarily to have a PhD in engineering to make a decision about, for example, your own healthcare. Okay, I think you can be any level of education, you can um, advocate for your own health care, you should be able to make that decision like if you wanna have a vaccine or not, like you don't need to have a medical degree. I don't have a medical degree. I mean, I do have some education, but that's does not mean like if I'm a parent, I can, I can make a decision for my child. I don't like going in there and being bullied by the pediatrician and told, you know, you're a bad mother because you don't wanna get this type of vaccine for your child. And I, you know, I don't care, I'm a fighter, but, i see so many parents just in that situation like they get bullied and that's not okay and um so someone like dr shiva he's not a sellout you know he doesn't need to be doing this he has um other things going on he doesn't need to be doing this but you know what that's integrity right there someone who's like not willing to sell out and just do what like the establishment wants um and it's just so refreshing and it's so it gives me so much hope um and i think like the people on this call and the thousands of other volunteers that are, you know, listening right now. I mean, we all feel the same way. Otherwise we wouldn't be here doing this. I hope that was like made sense, but all I know is like, this is really the most important vote I will ever cast Dr. Shiva. So write him in D R S H V victory a for America. I'm telling you guys it's, it's amazing. Just Shiva for Senate. What else can I say? Thank you.
5: Thank you, That's Kristen.
8: What
0: I got. Kristen, what do you do right now? Let people know what you do for a living?
8: Um So right now I'm a care manager. I work with um members, you know, of different health centers in, in my city that need help with different types of things like in the community and Some of my members are homeless, some of them, you know, I'll tell you what, like mental health issues right now, before even meeting Dr. Shiva, I said this COVID thing, I'm more worried about suicide rates and drug overdoses, you know, and people's anxiety and depression. And it's really been awful. And um, I'm grateful that at least I have A, a job and B, I can, you know, have the resource to like reach my people that I work with. But, um, you know, I just think of all the people that don't have somebody, you know, prior to this, I was doing uh, home care for a little bit, you know, going to homes and and being with elderly people. And like, you know, it just breaks my heart. It absolutely, it it angers me. Um, It just, it really infuriates me. So it's like, you know, this whole campaign encompasses so much. And I do believe, like, I believe in a higher power. And I feel like, it's, it's definitely, um, God is like shining because I don't think Shiva that you intended, like you didn't know COVID was gonna happen you didn't know like all these things that were gonna happen, but your knowledge has just been like, uh, I can't think of the word off the top of my head, but it's, it just makes sense at this time. It's like the perfect, like who else? You can't pick a better candidate right now for all the things that is are happening in this world. Like Shiva, you have expertise in all of them. And for me personally, you filled in the gaps. Um, so yes, I work with patients, I take care of my kids, I am homeschooling one of them, it's awesome, it's exhausting, but uh, that's really that's what I'm doing right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just, thank you, uh, Kristen. What's really profound about this campaign is because of the relevance of the topics we discussed and because as you say, it was timing, right? Uh, Fortunately, the education that I got and and coming to this country, et cetera, it was a way for me to serve. The the COVID crisis in many ways was uh, the triangulation of many things, right? Science, engineering, the immune system, politics, uh, business. It was all of it coming together at this one singular point in history, which made it very, very valuable um, for me to have the opportunity to articulate those ideas, and I think they were very uh, well taken because most people, working people, which most of all, all of us on this call, working people already have common sense. The people who don't have common sense are, unfortunately, the vulnerable, educated elites. And what's really interesting is if you look at working people, m- meaning people have to deal with realities. Uh, they don't live in an abstract world of lawyerdom. If you think about lawyers or people who move money around on Wall Street, they don't really work with reality. They're about 10 levels removed from the material reality of existence. So everything is sort of just not real. Look at what a lawyer does. They put together stuff on a contract um, and then they move around words. It's all very abstract ideas. None of it's connected to reality, and they can create a fictitious reality for themselves. Um, but we as working people cannot afford to do that. We'll be out of business, we'll be homeless. You won't have stuff, etc. Lawyers don't have to do that. So there's a big difference between them and us. And we've been pounding that away in our campaign. That's why, uh, the solutions they come up with has nothing to do with us. Forced vaccinations, nothing to do with us. Lockdowns, nothing to do with us, right? Letting um, seniors die in their homes alone, nothing to do with us, uh, forcing, uh, parents to now uh, stay home with their kids and survive. Nothing to do with us. So that's why our campaign slogan, which is beyond left and right, beyond black and white, working people unite for truth, freedom, and health, just resonates with people with common sense. So um, having said that, Ina, what? Ina's up in Haverhill. Ina, why don't you let people know a little bit about yourself and how you came to the campaign and why you're going to be writing in? And then we'll finish up with Michelle. Ina, go ahead. Ina, are you there? Oops, we can't hear you. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah.
0: Go
7: ahead.
1: I was so I initially came across uh, Dr. Shiva during a lockdown uh, in March. Uh, so I was just. Um, Sitting, sitting there at home, like, you know, uh, trying to make sense of what was going on. And I came across uh, Dr. Shiva's interview. He was talking about uh, immune system. And so five minutes into the video, I was sold because uh, Dr. Shiva, what he was saying just made uh, sense, uh, you know, in the, at the time when nothing really made sense. So, um uh, before I knew it i be, you know I started volunteering for uh the campaign and uh the reason why uh is um I felt like it was uh, necessary at the time at this time and we're actually you know we're really living uh, you know in the historic um live we were born in historically in time and um I, I was you know I felt like I had to spread the word about the you know importance of uh uh immune system uh, you know th- this is one of the things that uh got me um interested and uh when i first heard um dr shiva speaking so everything that he was saying we were most of us were uh kind of like already thinking but but dr shiva when we hear dr shiva he kind of puts everything in words so he kind of frames everything and uh it makes it um, you know nice and simple and clear to everybody for everybody so he in in the in the sense you know So he's uniting people, and uh, that's what um, um, initially attracted me that uh, he's educating people and um, he's down to earth and he is um, trying, you know, he's explaining things, making um, complicated, some complicated, you know, concepts and notions are very, you know, very simple. And so, um, so I felt it was necessary to, you know, spread the word about the campaign, and you know, um, let people, you know, know that uh, there's uh, Dr. Shiva, who is uniting people, uh, who, you know, um, coming from all kinds of backgrounds, and um, uh, basically, um, I already wrote Dr. Shiva in, and. Um, uh, the reason why I did it is because he's the only candidate who's standing up for uh, freedom, uh, medical mm-hmm. freedom, um, and all kinds of other freedoms as well. And um, he's speaking out against lockdowns and uh, forced vaccinations. And um, anybody who is uh, who, who's, who who wants who wants their freedoms uh, to, you know, to, to, you know, everybody who, anybody who wants to have their freedom, uh, they need to write Dr. Sheween because if they don't, they can just wave their freedoms. Goodbye. Um, this is my word. <laughs> this is my five cents. So.
0: Thank you. Ina. By the way, Ena, Kristen talked about these cards. You know, we, this is a very important thing. I don't share with people. One of the things our campaign, and all the people who who joined it, um, this is not a theoretical fight. It's not just a bunch of political hacks. Everyone you're hearing tonight are people who work very, very hard in uh, believing in something, but more importantly, acting. You know, it's very easy to look at the world and say, well, this sucks, that sucks. You know, there's fraud here there's fraud there. We know all of this, but the issue in life is everyone comes to a point in life where you have to ask yourself, it's a very fundamental question. uh, And it's not, it goes way beyond philosophy. The issue is, do you accept the way the world as it is today or do you wanna change it? Let me repeat that again. So everyone comes to a point in their lives and many people do this unconsciously. They don't even think about it. And most people choose to accept the way the world is. But it's this point you come to your life when you say, do I accept the way the world is or do I want to change it? And those people come to our campaign have made a co- very conscious decision that they want to change it. That's why you have people who are working full-time jobs and they'll get out there and they'll put out or they'll distribute out hundreds of thousands of these cards. I think Ina by herself must have at least done at least 50 to hundred thousand cards. <laughs>
8: at least. Okay. At least, <laughs>
0: and these cards in our view, they're like, we, we're, we're slashing the establishment. These are like little razors that we're taking to them. Okay. Cause every one of these cards hits an individual. We connect with, with people and it's not just about our write-in campaign, but it's about telling people that you have a choice, which is to take your pen symbolically, which is like a, the pen is mightier than the sword. And when people write us in, it's not just an election anymore, but they're taking, making a choice to separate themselves and to raise their level of consciousness. So um, Ina, I think there's Ina, I think she's, she's uh, oops. <laughs> hey, Ina, uh, I think her phone is going uh, in and out, Hey, Ina. But uh, I, I can't say that someone like Ina has been out there literally putting out hundreds of thousands of these cards. So thank you. Mich- Michelle's here, uh, Michelle's joining me right here. Let me put Michelle on. Michelle, why don't you share with why you're going to be writing in and what you do, yeah.
3: So I work in a laboratory in healthcare, um, and I'm I am going to write in Dr. Shiva. I actually did early voting, so I already wrote in Dr. Shiva. But I'm I'm tired of the lack of transparency. I'm tired of the good people of Massachusetts and the United States being bamboozled. There there are such kind people here, and. Um, sincere and they can be easily, you know, pointed in their own direction and lied to. And there's a certain naivety that comes with it. So I want to help bring the truth forward, help those people to um, know the truth, those that are ready and to actually make a change because I'm not okay with how the system is. So I want to be the difference. And right now that's writing Dr.
5: Sheevan.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you, Michelle.
3: Does anyone have any other thoughts?
0: And uh, I'm looking at, if you know, I've been putting up comments that have been coming in as, as we're talking. Uh, many of you know that um, our campaign fights, fights, fights we are basically a catalyst for change. And um, tomorrow um, those of you who are uh, anywhere in the world, wherever you are uh, outside of Massachusetts, all of you can find someone you know directly that lives in Massachusetts. You know, I would probably say everyone who's outside of Massachusetts, you probably have either a friend who's in Massachusetts or a family member, or you have a friend of a friend. It's probably two degrees of freedom away. So when we finish up today, between now and and the polls close, what is it, 8 p.m. or 8 tomorrow? 7 PM mm-hmm. call up somebody, you know, you know, there's about 300 people on this call. So if everyone calls up five people, that's 1500 people and tell them to call five people and tell those people to get out and write in, in the section of the ballot that says Senator for Congress, Dr. Shiva for Senate. That's something everyone can do. Every I'm sure most people here have at least hundred, 200, 300, 500 thousands of people on Facebook, push this out there. that's something you can do with a couple of keystrokes, sitting in your nice, comfortable home. You don't have to be, it was very cold today. A lot of our volunteers are out there doing standouts. We're out there doing rallies, but wherever you are, uh, anywhere in the world, tell your friends to do that. You can do now, and that will make a big difference for sending a message. The other thing is, tomorrow, we've had uh, some people flown in all the way from California without jackets. (laughs) <laughs> two two wonderful women. They're here, yeah. but we have a party here. Uh, it's our Truth, Freedom, and Health party. I'll bring it up here so you can see it. It's right up on our website. Let me go to it over here. But if you want to find out more about it, there's a um, right up here. There's a event schedule. You can go to it, and if you click on events, it's called Truth, Freedom, and Health Victory Party. And I hope hopefully you guys can see it. But everyone's welcome to come to it. And if you want to RSVP here. If you want to uh, support someone else to come here, you can do that. But if you go right here that you can sign right up on Eventbrite and you can join us, it's, there's going to be very good food. Um, but more importantly, you're going to be able to meet other people, connect with people, but it's going to be right here in Cambridge, Massachusetts, 701 Concord Avenue. I mean, some people are going to be coming in earlier around 8 PM, but official time is 9 PM to 12 midnight. That's tomorrow. However, um, uh before that, what we're recommending people do, I think you guys can see this. Let me see. It. Yeah. What we're also recommending people do is that those of you are in Massachusetts, if you go to ShivaForsenate.com slash polling P-O-L-L-I-N-G slash stations, and maybe someone can put this out on StreamYard. I'll put it out there. Let me just grab this and put it out here so you guys can see it. If you can if you're in Massachusetts and you click on that link. Uh, we encourage people to go to one of these polling stations and you can literally go to these polling. You can look at the site and choose a polling station. If you're in Massachusetts, go there. And if you have a t-shirt or a, uh, a lawn sign, many of you do, if not, contact us and we'll try to get you one, but these are different polling stations, simply choose one. We have the, the city, which is the name of the polling station where go there and wave your hands, invite people. You have to stay about 150 feet away and tell tell people to vote for us. Mm-hmm. That's something everyone can do. So if you're physically in the United States, you can do that, I mean, in Massachusetts. And if you're outside of Massachusetts, let all your friends know. That's what the job meets is about. But again, in closing, let me just tell you how fortunate it, uh, we all are to have connected. And what's really gonna be profound is that We've already won. This may seem like a, uh, it's more than just words I'm saying. We've already won because you can just see this is just a small sampling. You know, veteran, a nurse, a, a real estate agent, an entrepreneur, a case manager, uh, scientist. A, a scientist, a healthcare worker. No, not, no one on this call is a political hack. No one has been paid. This is a real movement. So if you look at everyone on this call, there's already, I, I can say we've been victorious because um, we have l- raised the consciousness of thousands, millions of people in Massachusetts and across the world. And I wanna close with this in saying that there are three things we've raised consciousness on. Number one, is that the interconnections between truth, freedom, and health. Number two, we have to rely on ourselves. We have to build a bottoms up movement. And three, that we cannot trust the not so obvious establishment. It's not the establishment. It's the people who claim they wanna help us and speak all the words and look at their deeds. Someone like Bernie Sanders, total sellout. Talked a good game and what did he do? He sucked the feet of Joe Biden and bowed down to Hillary Clinton at the end of the day. Then you go to people like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Complete scumbag, okay? You know, supposedly he was fighting You know for medical freedom well he endorsed hillary clinton three times and by the way part of our movement is being uncompromising you do not let these guys off the hook well i think he made a mistake he's really a nice guy no he isn't he's not a nice guy (laughs) okay so this is what part of what we're doing is unbrainwashing people who rationalize abuse yeah okay Mm -hmm. If some of you may have been in relationships where someone keeps abusing you, some people are in these relationships for 30, 40 years. And one day they wake up and they're 60 years old and they say, oh my God, I wasted 50 years of my freaking life with that fool. Well, that's what people are doing politically. You keep hanging on to people and you excuse them. Uh Uh-uh, that's what it comes down to. Do you want to change the world or do you want to accept it the way it is? If you're truly a warrior for truth, freedom and health, you have to call out, Not the establishment is easy. It's a not so obvious establishment. We have it on the left and we have it on the right. And that's what this movement's about. It's about clarity of thinking. It's about saying, you know, I really do want to change the world in a fundamental way. Mm-hmm. And to change the world and to, and to bring, you know, real change, you have to go at it all out. You have to go find the real problem. You have to innovate the real solution and you have to fight. It's not sufficient you find the problem. It's not sufficient you have the solution. You have to fight for it. We found what the real problem was, election fraud. Then we had to find the real solution, which is you need to have ballot images, you need to have voting ID. And then we had to fight for it. We had to file a federal lawsuit. And you know what? No lawyer wanted to take them on. I had to go represent myself. And that's what we have to do. The only people who will stand up for us, which is people like us on this call are working people, We must fight for ourselves. Do not outsource your future to scumbags. Mm -hmm. Period. And that's what this movement's about. So tomorrow is a victory party because we already have elevated the consciousness of millions, probably billions. You know, if you look at the videos that we put out there, man, I think we probably hit at least a quarter of a billion people before they were taken down on YouTube and Facebook and the secretary of state called Twitter to ban me. I'm still banned on Twitter, by the way. Okay. Very convenient for them. They're going to pay a big price because this is irreparable harm. We're going to destroy them. And the the data that we gathered is quite profound that came out of the hearings, but this is about balls to the walls fighting. Mm -hmm. That's what this is about. This is no longer about apologizing. This for them, this is no longer about hoping Tucker Carlson will cover me. No, Tucker Carlson's an opportunist. Okay, he wouldn't have a job at Fox News if he was, you know, really anti-establishment. Yes, he says some good things. Yes, you know, he may say anti-establishment. You know what? Tucker Carlson is very good at watching which way the wind blows. All right. Yeah, if he covers us, great but we're not relying on him or CNN or MSNBC, nor do we justify our success based on coverage on the news. We justify our existence and our future by how many others we educate. That's how we win. And this is a re-brainwashing that needs to be done. We do not, our movement does not measure our success by getting acceptance from the same people we're trying to destroy. No way, we don't do that. We believe in ourselves, and we're going to build a movement and we don't want followers. We want leaders. So all of you who want to be part of this, you know, uh, join us if you want to come to our party. And this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. We've laid down an incredible foundation of people like Karina, people like Brandon, people like Marie, uh, people like Kristen, Jeremy. You look at diversity is right here. We don't we don't have to talk about diversity in our movement. It's embedded into it by its very nature. We don't have to do PR about diversity it's already there. So anyway, I w- I hope um, everyone has an incredible night. Uh, remember that life is ultimately about connecting with life. It's about connections. <laughs> it's about connecting. And the future of the world is going to be offline. More to come on that. The future is offline. The future is not online. And you're talking to someone who's written books on email. You're talking to someone who's written books on systems, we've got four degrees from MIT, and I'm telling you, the future is not technology. The future is connecting with human beings. The future is about being humans, because if you let technology run your life, we're all gonna become robots. Mm -hmm. The establishment right now wants to get all of us on these electronic devices. The World Health Organization has said to parents that video games are good for your kids, all right? They want me people to move to video. They want basically everyone on four platforms: video games, YouTube, social media, four or five things. They do not want us interacting in this campaign. As as Christ- as a Kristen said, she's put out at least fifty thousand of these cards. This requires connecting with other human beings. That's what this is about. The future is offline. We, you know, we'll use the online medium to the extent to connect, but that's not the future. The future is you connecting with your neighbors, connecting with human beings, connecting with nature, connecting with animals. That is the future. That's when you become a human being. And that's what this movement's about. So basically we've laid down an incredible foundation. We're already victorious. And we look, November 3rd, frankly, is going to be a gateway to a whole new world for the movement for truth, freedom, and health. And we look forward to all of you uh, being part of it, getting educated, raising your political consciousness. Thank you, everyone. Have a good evening. Right in, Dr. Shiva, for Senate, okay? You've got at least 100 reasons on the call today, okay?
2: Yeah, you, no true. No right?
0: How are you? Shiva. Good to see you.
3: Oh.
0: <laughs> all right, everyone, be well. Be the light. Let's work fight. Thank, good you. Night, all. Thank you. Good night, all. Thank you. Hold on, guys. I'll come back to you.